0: Hello and welcome to Tools in the Shed, a podcast powered by Cars Guide, ready to rip into car stuff that's caught our eye this week. I'm Cars Guide Deputy Editor James, and with me is Senior Journalist Richard uh, Hi, and Adventure Editor Crafty. Hello.
1: I'm more senior than Richard in terms of age, <laughs> and, experience. and experience.
0: This week, we're discussing what we now know to be the imminent arrival of the Land Cruiser 300 series. Uh, We'll cover off three recent entrants to the Cars Guide Garage and we'll check in with our favourite, friendly, philosophical billionaire in this week's Musk Watch. So stay with us. But first of all, we're going to uh, cut to the chase and the main topic of conversation uh, for this week's podcast, which is an Andrew Chesterton story through the week, which pulls a few threads together in terms of he's been digging around and and turning up a lot of uh, little bits and pieces that add up to a, a pretty clear picture of when the much anticipated LC300 is going to arrive and some basic details about its spec. And this is a big deal, Crafty. It, it's kind of in, in your part of the world. The LC200 has been with us for a while, but we're going to seemingly wave farewell to favourites like the V8 diesel engine um, and other power plants will be forthcoming. What, what's your feeling in terms of what this vehicle has to do to maintain the the, the Land Cruiser mainstream legacy
1: it's um well it's like uh it's 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 on the level of of the defender the latest defender in in that it's upset a lot of people uh there are also a lot of people that are that are quite philosophical about it and say look you know that's that's progress you know you've just got to move with it and i'll still love the land Cruiser, and i'll still love the brand and that sort of thing uh and there's a few other people that don't care about it really um you know you know Whatever, come see, come sir. Um, I yep. think it's a pretty big deal, um, and we did we did uh, sort of flag this ages ago in news yarns, and we flagged it in our videos. It's your last chance to get into a V eight um, cruiser and that sort of thing. Yep. Um, the new engine is, uh, you know, Chesto has been digging around, as you said, it's a three point three liter uh, V six. Yeah. Um, more power and torque, according to Toyota, but, I mean, we'll only find out that sort of stuff closer to um, the sort of release date next yep. year, um, yep. I believe. Um, and,
0: and that's that's part of it, by the way. Sorry to just drop in there, but um, Chesto's latest mail um, out of Japan is in the domestic market. It'll be April. Uh, 2021 dealers have been told to be prepared and ready to receive an order, stock, and all that kind of stuff, mm. which would potentially mean about a September or so arrival here next yeah, year. Yeah, for, for
1: here, but yeah, bearing in mind sort of supply chain issues and whatever else that are yeah. sort of fallouts from COVID times. Um, yeah. With with technology as it is, I can't see a drop to a V6 being a great, you know, and especially when they're saying it's it's more power and torque. Um, I can't see it being an issue other than in sort of hearts and minds of traditionalists. Yeah, and I got to admit, I'm I'm a little bit sad to see the V8 go. Uh, obviously, with with Toyota tax on second hand vehicles as it is, <laughs> Toyota tax being the informal resale value is always <laughs> so high. I think V8 Land Cruisers will be at a at a premium. Obviously, like um, you know, to be able to snap one of those up. Uh, that's in good, Nick, uh, as a second-hand vehicle will be um, will be a tough ask. But, um, you know, it's it's the future, JC, um, yep. you know, and that's the way things go. And, I mean, smaller capacity engines producing yep. more power and torque, you know, they're not, you know, that's that's not a big surprise I, in this day and I age. I
0: suppose the the thing that occurs to me, I don't know what your thoughts are, Richard, but to me a smaller capacity engine producing more power and torque via whatever means forced induction, you know, is, is the way it's done. That to me brings up issues of stress over the longer period, you know, that, that, that larger capacity, naturally aspirated engines are typically less stressed, slightly lower compression, all of that stuff. And reliability and longevity has been such a hallmark of the land cruiser Mm. that that I can understand in people's minds might not be a a thrilling prospect.
1: Especially when they're, Sorry, Richard. I'm going to talk over you. No, um, you because go. I, because I, I am it. because I'm more senior by about you're forty years. But... That makes you uh, about 100, 180. That's, yeah, that's, you're in, a in vampire in yeah. the in the shade. Yes. Yeah. Collectively,
0: um, we've got 400 uh, years here under our belt,
1: and about 359 years just from me alone. So yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and I mean, obviously, they are huge recreational towers. You know, you see them all the time with big boats horse floats, trailers, everything else on the back. And certainly that is a a valid concern. Um, And, I mean, that will only be uh, evidenced further down the track when we see, um, you know, things perhaps uh, coming to the fore later on when people are having uh, strife, Well, hopefully not. But, uh, yeah.
0: The oddball thing is that, um, for mine, the whole TNGA uh, platform architecture that Toyota has been putting under everything from Supra to Yaris and, and on it goes Uh, this new land cruiser will allegedly have a TNGA, you know, new generation platform, but it's still body on frame. It's a, it's a ladder type setup. So I don't, I don't, it seems the the whole concept of this TNGA is quite elastic in terms of of where it goes. And there's also potentially a a diesel hybrid um, that might be part of the, the whole makeup, which is another kind of, Culture shock for for traditionalists um, to to try and deal with.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. But they've they've shown that they can do a good hybrid in the Rav. Um, you know, that's the, that's a great driving uh, vehicle, yeah. uh, and that uh, and that platform has has proven uh, pretty appealing to to you know most everyone. Um, but we'll see. I guess, um, yeah. I mean, you got to rattle the cage with these sort of things. I mean, this this is an iconic vehicle. It's a big flagship vehicle. Um, it sets the tone yeah. quite often for not only the brand itself, or, or the you know, or its stablemates of SUVs, four wheel drives, but for the market, for the entire market. Um, and as we all know, this is a massive market now. Um, you know, four wheel drives, off roaders, Utes, all these sort of things that have work and play sort of appeal um it'll be interesting to see yeah yeah they've always got to rattle the cage a lot of people are going to be upset a lot of people are going to be indifferent a lot of people are going to be happy so
0: yeah we'll see well i mean it's not it's not toyota's first rodeo is it they've they've been around for a while and and i suppose they know their customer base uh globally uh pretty well but um this this one chesto again has unearthed some dimensional details it's going to be bigger in almost every key dimension, he says. And I don't know about you guys, but when I'm sat next to a, a, a Land Cruiser in anything other than another big uh, SUV, it, it is a pretty big beast. So to make it even larger um, seems like another pretty courageous gambit. What do you what do you make of that, Richard? I mean, when you're strapping yep. uh, your little boy <laughs> in, it, it's a it's a large vehicle. I've, look, I've I've spent years of my
2: life falling out of Land Cruisers because um, okay. we we, we were a bit of a land cruiser family. And um, not only that, we're a bit of a hot rod family. So what we would do is we
0: would take the... Drop an LS1 into the land cruiser. Well, a 350
2: chev in those days. Um, So we would actually put 350 chevs in them, a a 350 turbo uh, transmission. We'd jack them up and we'd put like balloon tires on it.
0: Nine inch rear end. Yeah,
2: a whole bit. So I spent years falling out of, you know, Mm. land cruisers. But... What I was going to say, and look, there's nothing bigger than a Land Cruiser on the road, really, unless you're talking about patrols and, you know, the equivalents yep. like that. Um, yep. But the thing the thing is that, yeah, there are a lot of traditionalists, um, but Toyota is famous for these really, really long model lives. Um, I think this 200 series, current one, came out in 2007, which wow. is… You know, that's mm. thirteen years. It's a long yeah. time, but not in Toyota terms. Like you know, you see how long you know it's taken for the for the eighty six to get updates and stuff like that. Um, Rev four as well. Um, so they're famous for you know having these long model lives, which is really good for resale value. It means that if you're selling the current one, it's the same as the one which came out in two thousand and fifteen and fourteen mm. and ten. Um, so and look, this this uh, resistance that you get to new models, uh, we see mm. it all the time. And I remember when the current uh, Land Rover Discovery came out, and everybody was complaining about the shape, and it was losing its boxiness. And mm. even journos, you know, we went, you know, that we went to motor shows overseas, and we spoke to the designers, and we were like, "What are you doing?" But you know, in a lot of ways, the the car manufacturers now have really do have their fingers on the pulse. They know their customers very well. Sure. Um, we and they know so, that yeah. there might be a bit of resistance, but they also mm. know that from the last model that they brought out, eventually
0: yep. Yep. Um, they'll love it as well. Yeah. And I, I we think all the same mean- situation with this 300 series. Mm. I imagine most people like to think of themselves as very flexible and very open-minded and open to change until something happens and yeah. your gut instinct takes over and you go, oh, oh I don't know about that. I'm, <laughs> I'm not 100% sure, you know, and yeah. this is probably yeah. a, classic, a classic case in point. Yeah. People
2: don't like change, especially it's when it's to their favourite car. And the Land Cruiser in Australia really is a favourite car. The hybrid, um, I think, scares the willies out of everybody. Um, yep. The potential of a, of a diesel hybrid in the Land Cruiser. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. The traditionalists I've spoken to on, you know, Talkback Radio. Um, have declared that's your own their, show too, isn't that's it, my own. That's... Yeah, it's yeah. just called Talkback Radio. Um, it's like a CB <laughs> version. We just do it over the, the ham. Um, it's just, talk, just called Richard Hard Talk, Hard 80, Talk with yep. Richard Berry. UHF yep. eighty three. Talk, talk
1: back with Dick. I thought it was called. Um, that's right. Dick that's Berry. right. Yeah. It is
2: Dick Berry. Uh, tune in, tune out, um, <laughs> tune in, drop out. <laughs> that's right. Look, that's very resistant out there to the, yep. the, you know a hybrid Land Land Cruiser. And oh, it's, sure, all about, huh? it's all about concerns about its capability. Uh, Toyota is concerned about how people are going to feel about this. But we've heard, you know, the, the vice president of Toyota Australia Marketing, uh, Sean Hanley, say that in no way will we ever bring out a Land Cruiser where the capability will be compromised. Yeah. And mm, yeah. to yeah. your point, uh, Crafty and JC, um, if anybody can do a hybrid, um, it's Toyota. They've been mm. doing them now for 20 yeah. years and they've mastered it. So if there's anyone yep. that I really trust to do a hybrid land Cruiser properly, it's definitely
0: Toyota. Well, mm. I suppose the other thing is there'll be some changes that would be hard to be negative about in that it will be updated in terms of presumably it's electronic architecture. So things like um, multimedia will be vastly improved. Yep. Safety will be much improved. The safety sense uh, package will presumably wrap in a E B and you'll have your Apple um, uh, CarPlay and, and, your, yep. and your Android, Android Auto, Auto and all yep. that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a little bit more expensive, allegedly. We've become spoiled, I suppose, by new models arriving with with no change or even a marginal uh, upward upward shift in the price. But this one, Chester is guesstimating around seven k more. Um, you know, when it when it ultimately arrives. So there again, you're asking people to pay a bit more, but it looks like there'll be more in it. Uh, quite, quite literally. It's needed,
2: yeah. It needed this technology update for years as well. Like getting into a yeah. Land Cruiser today, the current generation, yeah. is like getting into one 10 years ago. This really hasn't, although there's been updates along the way which have been fairly significant. Yeah, um, well, Toyota, this- as we
1: know, can be, <laughs> can be guilty of doing the, the bare minimum
2: to, right. to
1: sort of keep what people... I mean-
2: If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I think is the Toyota philosophy, Um, and you know it isn't broke, but they're you know they're updating it and like to the point where uh, it needs a ladder frame chassis. That's really interesting because Defender went with a with a monocoque um, and believed that they could actually still retain that flexibility and integrity for off roading um, with a monocoque, but. Toyota seems to think that the ladder frame is the way to go, which is obviously going to compromise your your ride and your handling a little bit on the Mm. road,
0: but will Mm. undoubtedly make it formidable off the road. Yeah. 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 And you're still going to have your five or eight seat um, configuration available. So it's going to be able to serve that big family or, you know, that recreational thing, lots of people in the car, let's get out there kind of thing as well. That won't change.
1: Yeah, and they'll be the same, if not more, uh, level uh, variety of variants too. I reckon they'll they'll introduce a few more, maybe sort of uh, upper tier variants and that sort of yeah. thing just to satisfy those yes. with more expensive tastes among us like Dick Berry. So. Cool.
2: so what I want to know is, is that is the 200 series going to become a instant collector's item? Are the, the values are already going up and up and yeah.
1: up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Last, last well, of the you <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, well you see even eights. even now um with second hand vehicles, like the prices of them again because of the fallout of, of COVID times. Yeah, I reckon geez, you'd want to start saving your pennies, Richard, for a for a V eight cruiser, yeah. second hander. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah.
1: Probably with a half a million Ks it. on. Yeah, I'll just yeah. Put-
0: buy a new <laughs> one, put an L S engine in it. That that's it. what half my dad would a- do. <laughs> Half a million Ks, it's just run in,
1: really. Yeah, that's, that's just run that's in, yeah. Well, it's yeah. just that's, getting
0: to the sweet spot. That's
1: just warmed look, it up.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And look, like what you
2: you're mentioning earlier about how V6s and, you know, smaller capacity engines still have the same outputs, but you've got to expect Maybe a little even bit more, of stress. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly right. V8s, there's a, there's a saying um, that V8s, you know, tick through the miles really slowly, and that is because they can sit on 110 They're only doing about a 1,000 RPM. Um, So the miles tick over on them really slowly, whereas when you're in a V6 or smaller capacity engines, they have to work really, really hard to tow and do the same thing. To do the same job. V8s don't even seem to break a sweat over.
1: Yeah. We've done some massive towing comparisons with the patrol and the Land of the 200, and uh, man, oh, man, they're so relaxed and yeah, it's just stress-free and they just handle it. And like you say, they just tick along. It's, it's Yeah, they're great. I think
2: with towing, you want a draft horse, not a race horse. You know mm. what I mean? You just want something which is strong right. so you, and
0: light. you're going to be towing a draft horse. <laughs> is that, so that means... Is that a larger kind of float typically when you've uh, got a draft horse? Very much so. You need yeah, a you need course a, course. a
2: extended wheelbase with jewelies at the back for a draft. Yeah, horse. a big
0: Clydesdale or that's a, right. A, I'm a yeah. big particular fan of the Shire horse. That's one step up again. Geez, I love a Shire horse. Your double XL horse is your Shire horse. Now Unfortunately, horse. I've
1: only got a that's Shetland a pony, so. I'm <laughs>
0: So to speak. That's, that's we are talking about right. horses, aren't we? But... <laughs> All right. Well, look, well, I think we've gone well off track, which is perfect, and we'll, we'll, we'll leave it there. It'll be great to hear from listeners or viewers in terms of where they stand on this whole thing, oh, whether they're, oh, whether they're we'll ready get, to embrace.
1: We'll get mail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we, will. Oh, yeah. we will. We will.
0: We yeah. will. Um, and it'll be great to get it. Um, are you ready for this new LC300, ready to embrace it, or are you bemoaning the fact that we're having a wave goodbye to, um, to the LC200? So, we will move from there to our own garage and, Richard, Yes. uh, what we've been driving in recent times. And I'll start off with you. You've been in something that does not consume fossil fuels.
2: Well, not directly. Uh, I was in an Audi e-tron 50 Quattro Sportback. Um, Sorry, say again? (laughs) <laughs> so, you know, I didn't catch any of that. Okay. So, e-tron, e-tron and Audi speakers is, is electric. Quattro is obviously Audi speak for all-wheel drive. All-wheel drive, yeah. 50 these days, so you're going to be seeing the badges or you've, you've seen the badges on the back of Audis change. Um, 50 refers to the output. Um, and in this case, it's the smallest capacity battery uh, for, for an Audi e-tron. Uh-huh. And sportback yep. refers to it having like a coupe styling. So what it is is a it's actually a really large SUV. It's about the same size as a Land Cruiser. It's four point nine meters long, which is yeah. massive. Um, there's also the hunchback. There's the, the yeah. sportback,
0: the hunchback.
2: Yeah, the sorry, you were in back, the sportback. That's I was in a, <laughs> which is a bit of a, which is a bit of a hunchback. Um, right. It was an urban test. So with our urban tests, we you know I live in the city. It's it's perfect for us. We, have, we live in an apartment. Um, there's a small driveway at the back with off street parking. Um, You've got to charge it. So it's not a hybrid, it's a pl- it's an actual plug in electric vehicle. Um, so I was plugging it into our, we've got a plug, a PowerPoint in the driveway. I, I recommend that if you're going to buy an eTron, you get a wall unit. Um, Sean Cleary, from who's the PR manager at uh, Audi's, just told me that they're actually um, they're supplying eTron owners with. Um, wall units uh, for, for a limited time. So, so that's just, like a retail offer, buy your, buy your e-tron and get a wall unit. Ab- absolutely. So yep, I'd absolutely go for that because I got down to 50% charge and I plugged it onto the, the PowerPoint and I was told that it was going to be 27 hours to top it up <laughs> to full <laughs> again. Yes. Yes. So I left it on for two hours and I got 5% out of it, which is nice. You know, <laughs> your, your complete range out of the small battery. Uh, when I charged it, came up to be 283 kilometres. That was fine for me. Over the week, I, I, yeah. I only spent 109 kilometres because I'm, you know, working from home, I'm driving to the preschool, dropping you know my son off, driving to the supermarket, coming back. I was probably only averaging about 20 k's max a day. So And it was yep. perfect for that, though. Um, to drive, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, you know, I've done urban um, tests with petrol cars and I thought they were pretty good, but nothing beats an electric car in the city. Uh, it's just so smooth. It's so effortless. And if you've driven an electric car before, you know that that instant torque provides shove, which is just amazing. Like I'm dr- currently driving right now out, parked out, out the front. I can see it is a, is a, and it's got about the same amount of shove as this Audi e-tron. Um, but the e-tron is a, even, there's no delay. There's a bit of turbo mm. lag in that, 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 <coughs> um, that, um, but, there's no lag at all um, mm. in, in, in the e-tron. Yeah,
1: so, it's um, unbelievable, isn't it? It's, it's just something you have to experience. Like, it's just oh, crazy. It's out Extra-trial of the next get step
2: off. Yeah, yeah. that's right. No. You don't have the sound of the engine, but you do have good handling because the batteries are all along the, the floor of the car. Um, it's a really large, practical car.
0: Um, Do the batteries that, roll around much, Richard, being on the floor? Oh, of the car, look, they know. roll all over the place. Um, <laughs>
2: double A's. They're double A's. A's. Oh, A's. It's A's. really be a heap of them.
1: Bags yeah. full of triple A's just, just <laughs> rolling around. <in> a-
2: <laughs> double A's everywhere, all over the place. They get under the accelerator pedal. It's very yeah, frustrating. got to be careful, um, yeah. and look, Just don't the, lick them. No, don't. <laughs> <laughs> 140, it's mean, 148, $148, <laughs> $148,000, it's pricey, but not really for a large Audi. Um, if I was in the market for, you know, an Audi Q7 or, a, you know, a Q5, um, SQ5 or something like that, I'd, I would suggest having a look at the e-tron. Um, it does everything that a regular large Audi does. Uh, but of course, there's zero emissions, but you plug it into your PowerPoint The electricity has got to come from somewhere in Australia. We're not known for our electricity being produced by renewable sources everywhere. So Mm. it's not completely green until the electricity that's being generated is from a green source. Correct. You're only
0: talking about zero tailpipe emissions, really.
2: That's right. But apart from, I'm I'm sure Australia will get there eventually. Um, But um, a very, very very good, you know, uh, one of my best urban drives ever. And good if Fantastic. you're worried about the range, you can go the the 55, which has like yep. a 400-kilometre range. So, yeah.
0: Very good. Very really good. Really enjoyed it. Okay. Super. Thank you, Richard. <laughs> and um, Crafty, we'll move on to your good self. Um, you've been in something to match your, your character and your personality. Tell us all about
1: it. I rode around in the boot of the e-tron for the week. Um, Richard... <laughs> Richard had me tethered uh, to in the, the cargo net cargo <laughs> of net. course he did <laughs> yes yeah
0: that's a, oh. that's a
1: that cargo net's a hard thing to get out of I tell you <laughs> took me 7 days no no I was in a um I was in a a Hilux rugged X um the the ute um it's essentially uh the aftermarket ute that you that you'd that you'd want uh but you don't have to do any of the, the searching and the sourcing yourself um, uh, a lot of it's already on the vehicle Had a lot of fun Did a couple of days of, of really decent four-wheel driving um, In terms of what it has So it's an SR5 Hilux But yep. um, it's got uh, rock sliders down the side So not just side steps They're, they're feeding right. and rock sliders So if you get sort yep. of pegged up on a, on a rock shelf It's not going to damage the, the panels Because you're riding on the rock sliders um, it's got uh, decent bumpers front and rear, like really decent bumpers. Not not ball bars, but a, a yep. steel bumper. Um, it's got very decent bash plates. Um, so really solid. So if you do... They're, they're
0: the plates you remove to actually... To, to bash someone. Right. Right. Yeah. Very handy in traffic.
1: No, they're actually for when you eat. You, you're ah, you're of course, really, of course no. they are. <laughs> no, <Blades>. they're, um, <laughs> no, and, and they're, they're solid. They're very decent because oftentimes those things are, are, seemingly afterthoughts on vehicles and can be easily damaged and the metal pinches and it can cause problems. And, um, and uh, really nice to drive, as I say, all the all the mechanicals of a of a standard Hilux SR5. Um, it does have uh, heavier duty coil springs at the front, um, just to even it out because it is a tiny bit heavier um, with the bumpers and the bash plates and right. that sort of thing on board. Um, yep. It it does have a snorkel, so if you decide to, you know. Pitch it into a, a water crossing, which we don't recommend because obviously you don't drive through floodwaters. Uh, but if you if you did, um, and uh, yeah, you'd be that. that gives you that little a bit, bit of extra backup. air yep. intake sort of height, and that. so it really is a, a vehicle kitted out for hardcore four wheel driving, um, without the necessity for you to buy the thing and then go to ARB or Ironman four right. by four or one of those mobs and leave it there for a week or you know a couple of weeks while they. Fit those yep. things. Um, it is a little is bit more X, expensive.
0: Is Rugged X dual cab only? I presume crafty? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, and yes. auto only. So
0: and auto um, only. Okay. Yeah,
1: and there are a few sort of branding things around. I'm, I'm not a big sort of branding. Like it's got Rugged X on the bonnet, and and it looks looks good. But as I say in my yarn, what do I know about looking good on the middle aged bloke with a tub <laughs> gut? So um and a receding hairline. <laughs> say goodbye to me long ago. Um, People pay good money for bad. that crafty. <laughs> That's right, yeah. but um, you know it's, uh, it it drew a it drew a couple of um of you know appraising looks around town, or maybe that was me. I don't know. It yeah, it could be. I
0: mean that. Yes, it's pretty yeah. common. <laughs> but
1: it's but, one um, of those vehicles that you do. You know, people go past and go, "Oh wow, geez, RB must have really got stuck into that," but they haven't because it's already like that as standard. So,
0: and you were going to mention there's a bit of a premium to be paid though, uh, crafty.
1: Oh, there is. It is. Um, I'm just trying to check the price as of uh, yesterday. It's about. You'll pay about. Um, can you just play some music while I? <laughs> I
2: was, was going to say. I was going to say. Girl cool from. It. Jason. No, it's it's seventy grand. Seventy,
1: uh, 70 grand. grand. Right. Yeah, seventy grand. So it's it's up there, sort of uh the raptors about 75 76 the nissan entra warrior warrior sorry is uh warrior <laughs> is uh, uh that <laughs> that's about 70. that's right <laughs> yeah yeah uh is about 70 so it's around that realm um so it's kind of what you expect. It's, it's a whole lot more than a sticker pack. Like people look at these mm. things and go, they're throwing yep. a couple of stickers, a whole lot more than a sticker pack, obviously. Yep. Um, it's yep. got some really decent gear on and gear that you would have to pay anyway above and beyond your estimate. Well, SF that's just going to say. Just,
0: and, at, just at a rough estimate, do you think, to go and do what's been done to this vehicle in the aftermarket, you'd be worse off financially. It offers an advantage from that point yeah, of view. Yeah, I
1: reckon, yeah, I, I, I think so because maybe fitment and those sort of things yeah. and sourcing right. things and also the time yeah. and energy it takes. Yeah. Some people love that stuff, and I mean, we all do, yeah. but there are times where convenience wins out over you know, right. indulging your passion to, to I, various I like, ball I, bars.
2: So. I like the fact that it's all sort of genuine Toyota parts as well. So, you know, when you go to the aftermarket, there's always a risk that uh, it might compromise your warranty or it might do something to the balance of the car or, you know, affect. or your the way the airbags means. deploy. Or, yeah, oh exactly, knows what. exactly. Yeah. And you know yeah. that this has been sort of fitted by Toyota. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well that's that's a problem with regards to you know things not being compatible with safety. That's that's far less of a problem these days because these mobs are sophisticated right. sort of yeah. in terms of fitment to you know to match your vehicle and and within warranty. Yeah. But yeah. but definitely and and like yeah. I said these are these are these are real solid products. I mean the rock sliders are fair dinkum, the bash plates are fair dinkum. The coil springs work really well just to settle it all down. Wow. Um, and that was without a load um, and over, you know, corrugated tracks and, and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. I've just really got an image nice of, to the drive. Vehicle,
0: of the vehicle you've returned to Toyota Crafty <laughs> with yeah. scraped rock rails, bashed bumpers, yeah.
1: and, <laughs> no, no.
2: and
0: just this smoking heap. back yeah, in the day. That's part. right. No,
2: I've no, had we... cars after Crafty where it smells so strongly of dog.
0: And yet and I don't I've have any dogs. And amazing.
2: I've had to turn around <laughs> just to make the sure. Problem. There's not one sitting there in the back going.
0: <laughs> like that. Yes, well, we, we won't go into how your e-tron nearly killed your cat, Richard. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah,
2: there's, yeah, there's, a, there's it a story. really, really did almost
0: kill the cat. And it yeah. scratched
1: up my face as it tried to get out of the boot with me. So, <laughs> uh. The
0: static All right, now, electricity. Look, thank you, Crafty. <laughs> yes, that is, no. uh, that's terrific. I'll... Um, Finish things off with, I had the opportunity, um, it was late last week, I want to say, to drive the GR Yaris, Toyota GR Yaris, much anticipated. Thanks, JC.
1: Right, moving on to the next bit, yeah. Ah, <laughs> it's,
0: it's it's finally arrived. And just to give you the, the kind of basics, just under $50,000 Australian before you put it on the road. It's a 1.6 litre turbo three-cylinder engine, six-speed manual, all-wheel drive. That little 1.6 develops uh, 200 kilowatts, which is about two, close to 270 horsepower from a wow. 1.6 liter engine. 370 newton meters, which not all that long ago was kind of V8 territory. Um, and it's lower, it's wider, it's a new platform. It's basically the front of the Yaris and the back of the Corolla uh, put together. That's because they've swapped out torsion bars and put in um, a much wider track and a multi-link setup at the back. Um, it's 1280 kg, and it has a carbon roof, alloy bonnet, doors, tailgate. Um, it's it's amazing. It is. A, I gave it for the drive section in my written review. I gave it 10 out of 10 because it is just so engaging and involving and responding, responsive. Um, it's such a joy to drive. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, the steering, the all-wheel drive system is seamlessly doing its thing. You, you've got three. Settings, I think normal is 60 40 front wheel drive focused. And then you go to sport, which is 30 70, and you can really feel that rear wheel uh, kind of bias. And then 50 50 for the track, for a track setup. And I just loved it. It's also surprisingly compliant. You get that dynamic response, but I think it's the hallmark of a really well tuned suspension when you don't pay a penalty in terms of a really harsh ride. The steering yeah. is so communicative and direct, and yet you don't get any feed, you know, harsh feedback through that either. The, the clutch, the gear shift, the, the relationship of the pedals, you kind of old-school heel and towing down into corners. The brakes are really professional grade, you know. Um, I, I absolutely love this thing. And, and early on, for the first batch, Toyota reduced the price dramatically. I think it was just under $40,000 for, for drive away and they all went within a week and then they got another 100 and tipped it up a bit they all went with a few weeks now the next batch that'll come next year it's going to be full price but even at that money it's such a great car to drive
2: do you, do you think JC that Toyota surprised at how popular this is
0: i don't know it's look the 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 genesis of the car is that they've they've gone full on factory back into the world rally championship yeah and they've had success there. You know, their first year back, I think, the one the manufacturers. And last year, they won the drivers. And they're leading this year. Yeah. So it's all about that. And they've, they've got to homologate it. So they've made this car. And it, it's, it's just brilliant. So they yeah. might be surprised or not. I, I really don't know. But um, it, is a, it feels like a rotified competition car. But it's been yeah. done very well. When I
2: saw your video. And you begin with the price. And I instantly thought, oh, my God oh, $50,000 for a Yaris. But then um, knowing your background in, you know, driving on tracks and your, you know, your your experience with sports cars and the way you took us through it, I was like, okay, this is actually turning out to be worth pretty much every bloody cent. (laughs) Um, The sound that you missed, you left out the sound as well. Like in the video, you, you, you sort of downshift and you hear it go, oh, and it was just for a three-cylinder engine. It sounds so grunty.
0: There's um a couple of people. Uh, one person made a comment uh, on the video that there is some audio assistance inside the cabin. Yeah. So they they pump it up a bit. I've got to say I'm as easily fooled as the next person. But when I was driving, hmm. I did hear a lot of genuine engine noise. Yeah. And and the yeah. tarp. I'm sure there's some enhancement that, yeah. that that's that's clear. But yeah. it sounds great too. You're right. Watching it really it, does sound great as well.
2: Watching it come out of those corners, and you're talking about the all-wheel drive. Um, the as it comes around the corners, you can see the back hunker down, and as and then there's another there's another yep. sort of hairpin corner. It just looks oh, yeah. really good on the road. Well, you're
0: you're feeling like a hero because actually yeah. the car's like a swan. You know, it's all serene mm. on the top, but these Done things underneath. are madly happening under the surface. Yeah, to yeah. shuffle the torque, it can theoretically put a hundred percent of torque drive to either axle. Yeah, um, but it is always adjusting, and you just sort of somehow sense it doing that rather than yeah. consciously feel it. You just yeah. know that it's got things under control. It's so oh, well buttoned down. It's, it's hell, such the a Twitter, great Toyota are good when they want to be,
2: aren't they? They yeah. can make something like a Camry, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. the world's most sensible car, mm. or arguably world's most boring car, and then they come out with something like an 86 and the GR Yaris.
0: Yeah. Like, well, the, 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 so good. the rules, I'm led to believe that the rules for homologation for 2021 mean that the car that's the road car that the competition car is homologated from, mm. there has to be a much closer relationship. So that's why mm. they've created this car in the first place and mm. made it packed in a lot of this tech Excellent. Um, because it's actually going to find its way into competition. Mm. Um, the seats are great. I could, I could rave on forever. I, I, I really rate this car. It's so terrific. Zero to 100, what's it? Uh, well, that's interesting because um, Toyota claims 5.2, which is pretty rapid.
2: Hell, yeah, but that's Mustang. That's GT Mustang territory.
0: So Neil Bates, who's four-time Australian rally champion, long-term Toyota collaborator, he had some data from a customer, bog-standard car, who would got in nice and early and had their car in and had been to the Heathcote Heath um, drag strip in Victoria, which is not one of your very highly, you know, traction compounded, it's more your your outback kind of drag yeah. strip. And they got a 4.7. Well, um, straight straight off the showroom and driving it, it does feel that quick. It's um, it really goes uh, like a cut cat, uh, terrific.
1: I um, I just love the fact, JC, that car companies are still making cars that drivers love. Yeah, I and mean, the the danger is, and we've all been in one. You feel so far removed from the experience that you may as well be, you know, I don't know, virtual yep. reality. Yep. So you know, it doesn't feel like you're part of the the whole drive experience i like the fact that yeah car companies like toyota are still doing oh. cars that that really you know
0: Put it's really you, physical you in a, yeah, yeah. shift is so nice and the clutch is beautifully weighted and it's like a a short stroke brake pedal and it sits just right with the accelerator but you go, this is made for yeah. people who enjoy driving
2: yeah. yeah i felt that way about think the about 86 out. as well
0: yeah but yeah. you think about the evolution of some for example bmw m cars you know the original M3 was a bit like this one, you know, it was yeah. very physical, very involving. If you jump into an M5 now, it's quite a remote experience. Yeah. It's also mm. big and heavy, and it's meant for kind of blasting down the autobahn as yeah. opposed to to carving your, your favourite B road. It, it's mm. changed dramatically over time, but Toyota's reeled all that back in and, and created this one.
2: Yeah, I find that often with a lot of really high-end prestigious cars, you're, you are, you're so far removed and there's so much technology between your hands and your feet in the road that sometimes I think a bit of simplicity um, offers a much better driving experience. It's um, true. I mean, it's harder to,
0: to make it. a very simple car because you have imperatives around yeah. safety particularly mm. and, and the car's crash and you have to put a whole bunch of stuff into a modern car. Um, so does it may- have all the,
2: like, uh, what's the ANCAP rating?
0: It It won't be. It's a small volume car. It won't be ANCAP assessed, but it does have AEB. It has a lot of uh, more recent tech um, that you'd expect. It's got six airbags. It's it's not shy in terms of its safety kit either. But they've got it to twelve hundred and eighty kegs, so it's not a a super lightweight. But it's sure uh, they've shaved weight off wherever they can.
2: And Mm. fuel economy is it through the roof?
0: can't Shouldn't recall be. on that it's a just a minute. But no, it's not it's not extreme. And of course, it's mm. always going to depend on how you drive the car. I yeah. I would have consumed a bit of dinosaur juice the other day because if you if you mm. if you're really enjoying the car, that's the price you pay. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there it is. I um, oh, see.
1: Sorry, is that the first ten out of ten you've ever given? Like, did you officially driving? give it ten? Out of, yeah.
0: The overall car scored, I think, an eight point three because yeah, yeah. Um, things like practicality, even in its category, it's it's got a very small boot and you can flop the seats down and fit a lot of stuff in. But you know what I mean. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I may have, but but I to me I couldn't I couldn't really fault it. The only problem I had is the rear view mirror inside the car ah. is quite large, and the windscreen is quite short. So when you're lining up an apex in left-handers, you're kind of going, oh, I want to see the road ahead. That's the only quibble I could find, really, in the driving of the car. Okay. Um, I love this. You're
1: really kind of splitting hairs when you're doing that.
2: It's actually the Toyota Yaris is only 0.3 of a second slower to 100 k's than the 718 Spyder that I tested two weeks ago. There you go. (laughs) There you go. And that's about... Two hundred thousand dollars in price difference there as well. So
0: you know, with apologies for the gushing rant, but having driving it, mm. having driven it, I mm. really, I, I love it. I love mm.
1: it. It's I didn't get that impression, mate. I, 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 <laughs> I didn't, that, that wasn't obvious. I mean,
0: it's, a, it's, geez, rare, geez it's your words next here, time. I gush. will. Okay, I'll, I'll try and pump it up a bit. You know, and and, get a bit and, more and, and
1: gush about something that's under half a mil. Uh, you know,
2: yeah. Like you've you just you been imagine? out of a Rolls Royce as well. well Extraordinary! Yeah. Did Extraordinary. that get a
0: ten out of ten for driving? Uh, no, it got a ten out of ten for value.
1: <laughs> get out!
0: What I did six hundred and twenty-eight thousand dollars car, and I got Why a ten way? out of ten for value. You got to read the story. Six hundred thousand dollars. I've justified it six ways to Sunday. Have a read. Jeez. All right.
1: J- JC's the only bloke I know who precedes everything he says with tally-ho and a bing-bang bosh. Let's go.
0: <laughs> Old bean. Chocks away. Okay, it's ready for the off. Here we go on um, feedback from Ooh. last week's episode. Whew. Feedback. And the guys were talking about the prospect, and it's very much a real prospect, of Hyundai Utes of different different types um you you're more uh, light duty city santa cruz type hyundai ute and a bigger beefier one for for more traditional ute type work and similar from kia and we got a lot of feedback and wayne zodiac what a great name that is that sounds like something out of a gumshoe detective novel um, yeah <laughs> yeah he's, he's, he's always wanted someone to build a small ute like the jumbuck Mm. Um, yeah. You know, the Proton yeah. Jumbuck. Yeah. Budget Ute, low cost, four cylinder petrol, low running and servicing yep. costs. Yep. Keep your diesels. They're no good for day to day urban driving because of issues like DPFs, the diesel particulate filters. Mm. Um, if companies like MG can make an SUV for $15,900, I can't see why companies like Kia can't fill this market. And I am so with him. The Jumbuck and the Subaru Brumby, which Brubby, was, yeah. I think the Brat. In the US and, and some yes. other markets, um, and funnily enough, in, in just thinking about Mighty this, boy. I went off. I went off to the always reliable Wikipedia, and according to it, the the Brumby was never sold in the domestic market, uh, in Japan. In Japan, so mm-hmm. private imports of these into Japan are a bit of a yes. a, a specialty. But um, there there's got to be a market for something like that.
1: There was the um, there was the little known. Uh Mahindra Berry that did pretty well. That oh, been, yes. Been that had a yeah.
0: terrible yeah, that ride just,
2: and a uh, <laughs> three-speed manual only available. Small volume import. Very, Very small. Uh, zero to cool. 112.9 seconds.
0: Gr- Grudlin74 says, yes, definitely sign up for a Santa Cruz N-Line. Bring it here, it will sell. And we had uh, our, our wheel love, which I presume means rear wheel love, He reckons it's mad that Kia and Hyundai aren't bringing a pickup truck to the USA, um, and they'd buy one uh, for Mm. sure. So there you go. Once you start to open up the American market, um, Andrew Frankel said, visually needs to look tough and not polarising. Mechanically, trumping Hilux is easy. Everyone else already does it. (laughs) Controversial, very provocative uh, statement. I I think that's
2: one of the reasons why the BT50 might struggle, is that it looks a bit posh at the front.
0: Right. That, well, it's very—it's car-like, isn't it? That's yeah, that very that, car-like. That
1: was, I- that was my um my sort of yeah, con about it was that, mm. yeah, it, it does look very, very car-like.
0: And I remember, Crafty, when you were driving the X-Class, it wasn't posh enough. Um, the, the, inter- <laughs> the interior wasn't. Oh, no, the, the interior
1: was shocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was shocking. Yeah, bits were falling off. And- I'm,
2: I'm looking forward to the, ta- is it Tarkan, the Hyundai Tarkan, which is going to be coming out, which is going to be the, uh, the Hilux rival, supposedly, yeah. the name of yeah. it. I think yeah. that will, I think that would keep Toyota executives awake at night. Well, um, mm-hmm. the,
0: the, the Last week, I know the guys were talking about, look, Hyundai has a bit of a head start in that they've done such a good job in this market, mm-hmm. in Australia, with the iLoad, setting up that commercial mm-hmm. part of the brand that, yep. that a ute slips in there relatively easily. There's not as much ground to break in convincing mm-hmm. people that the brand's ready to deliver that kind of vehicle yep yeah yep yeah. and look, you've
2: got i thirty, which has become you know you know a household item basically in Australia as well as a small hatch and you know Santa oh, Fe's exactly. massive too I, I think they'll have no problem at all cracking that yep. ute market. It's not like yep. it'll be like, what a Hyundai ute it's going to be more like you know finally it's here mm,
0: so, exactly why hasn't it happened ages yeah. ago? good good yeah. point um raucous nine one nine or nine nineteen maybe it's a Porsche nine nineteen um. Mm-hmm. It just says, chop the back off the Sportage. And I reckon that's it. They just need to get out the gas axe, shape it around the back, That'd and the job is done. And I would say also the Telluride, which is the, the big Kia mm. SUV, it's got the underpinnings that you would think would do and, and possibly that's exactly what they're working on. But um, those two, yeah, well, I get you, Raucus. We, um, could, we,
2: could, we could ask our, uh, our lovely uh, listeners and viewers out there, what car would you utify? Or mm. what SUV would you unify out
0: there? Good um, idea. Good Zenafei. idea. That would be fun. That yeah. would be fun. Sorrento. Yeah, yeah. Ghost. Yeah. Ghost. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, David Hall says, let's face it, Hyundai Kia in anything they do will be a force and it could mean the end of Mazda and Nissan. So um, he's seeing automotive Armageddon here when these commercial vehicles start to arrive, which is a yes. bit cool but mm. to your point richard i suppose there will be some very big wigs in certain car companies looking over their shoulder once these yeah. uh, light commercial uh, uts Absolutely
2: are off. you know rams and f150s and and then yeah. you don't even get to you now rivian rivian's going to be here in a couple mm. of years time and that's going to make everybody re you know review how they do a ute too, so yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's true
0: mm. that's true
1: you I'll know, put in my ma- order for a Cybertruck too, so you know.
2: Good. Uh, Good.
0: I want to see yeah. I would I want
1: to see Crafty three. do
2: the first review of a Cybertruck. The three the That'd three the three
1: motor Cybertruck. So.
2: Yes. yes. fantastic. That'll go vertical. Can you just up, wear uh, can you wrap yourself in alfoil
0: crafty <laughs> when you do it? <laughs> yes. I just an generally down flower pot on your head.
1: Yeah. I, no, I generally be, get around like that anyway, Richard. So yeah, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a problem. That's how I was that's how I, know, I was dressed when I was in the boot. So
0: <laughs> with the cat now, um, Marco Vess. And apologies, Marco. We've been calling you Marco Vess. Oh, no, he, he, it's he, a cultural no.
1: reference. He
0: straightened that. He straightened us out and told us it's actually Marco Vess. He says, uh, despite that, he says, "Love your work as always." But this week's episode left him feeling depressed. What? Um, with all the Ute talk. He mm. says there's a VES V6 ute in his modest fleet and he has mm. no interest in replacing it with any of the current ladder chassis, leaf spring, drum brake, diesel smoke utes. I he agree. He says bring on the Ford Maverick, <laughs> which is Ford's little, mm. little yeah, ute, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. potentially based on the Bronco Sport, the little, mm. the little Bronco. Yes.
1: Which looks great. Thank, yeah. He
0: oh, yeah. says thankfully there are bright spots like the GR Yaris, yes, mm. and uh, BRZ, and he's hopeful our electric future will bring some spark back Oh, that's a great, that's a great Good one. We'll I see what he did there.
1: Nice to the new car
0: market. So he's hopeful yet just disappointed by what's on offer right now.
2: That's just my state of being twenty four
0: hours a day. Most of the time, yeah. Hopeful okay. but disappointed. Well, you're not alone. <laughs> um, so thank you, Marco Vess, or we prefer Marco best. Now, and Du Cook has finished us off with, if not for bloody GM, and I'd say points for use of the word bloody there because I know. De Cook, if he's not German, he spent a lot of time in Germany. So well Aussie already. And welcome to Australia. <laughs> and all folks wanting SUVs, if they kept Falcon and Commodore Utes alive for just a bit longer, they would have been ahead of the curve now. There, and it there is, you it go. It's kind of ironic that we're talking about these lighter duty Utes, yes. and yeah, Holden Ute and Falcon Ute were around for the longest time. Long
1: he's
2: ago. A, yeah. He's a genius, De Cook. Hey? De Cook. <laughs>
0: Sorry. Is he
1: now De Cook A? I don't know, he always has been. Is he French? <laughs>
2: <laughs> and speaking, I always thought speaking, it was his DJ name. <laughs> but on the Decau- Wheels of Steel. Decauille. He, corre- on the he corrected steel. me, didn't he? Oh,
1: yeah. oh, he
0: did. He did. Yeah. Now, speaking of uh, genius, it's time for Muskwatch. Now, look, the deer leader has been busy this week. He, he tweeted simply, happy Thanksgiving. That's all, that's all he said. Happy Turkey and, Day. You know, it's a nice thing to put out there. And Edian just said, die. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at this person's profile and it just says, hello, I don't tweet much. Wow. Um, nasty Hero said, sadly, Elon Musk cannot celebrate Thanksgiving neither the American nor the Canadian Thanksgiving because he was killed in a botched robbery on June 23, 2020. Uh, Tesla, SpaceX, boring company have been using a body double to hide the truth, but the people deserve the truth. That's amazing. Wow. So yeah. that, that deserves some further investigation, and I'll, I'll certainly get on that. Um, Alan said, please make anime girls real. Uh, this is this is in response to Happy Thanksgiving, mind you. Um <laughs> Abdullah Majali said, hello, good night. I'm happy to be a friend with you. I'm from Jordan. Can you help? <laughs> FKFJXJ said, P.S., pick at the Giga Conference Room sleepover fun or it didn't happen. And that I thought, what's all about? <laughs> and apparently earlier in the year, the Berlin Giga Factory, he slept in the conference room. So FKFJXJ wants to know what went on and he wants pics. And he says, PSS, listening to Don't Doubt Your Vibe. And it's Ace. And I'd missed that one too. And back in January, apparently, Elon made another song on SoundCloud and it's called Don't Doubt Your Vibe. Um, we might, if we've got it, run just a little bit now for. to we allowed people to? On, to hear. I think just a quick grab.
1: Fantastic.
0: And it's a follow up to R.I.P. Harambe, obviously, where he was bemoaning the death of uh, a particular gorilla. But there you go. And he also put it out there. He got in a much more philosophical mood. And he, he a pair of tweets, he said, science is discovering the essential truths about what exists in the universe. Engineering is about creating things that never existed. And then he followed that with, Much of what people think of as science is actually engineering. For example, no such thing as a rocket scientist, only rocket engineers. The latter is who put humans on the moon. Right. So he's out there trying to create some um, definition of of these disciplines. Setting the record straight. G.I. Jack said, on a scale from one to Hunter Thompson, how high are you? And And where can I get the good stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I love um, that. On a scarf from Wonder Hunter Thompson. That is that's so good. Um, uh, then Cyril Vuk. Cyril Vuk. Sorry. That's why I can pronounce it. Said, by the way, Chernobyl was also caused by overconfident engineers. It's true, engineers build and run humongous complex systems, but basically, physicists form the foundations for these systems. Physics rules the entire world. So cop that.
2: Um, Physics Elon. rules okay.
0: And Fernando says, you're going to end up bringing aliens to our planet. Just keep building your cars, please. And I thought that's a fair enough request. And then oh, yeah. Stem Lord finished it off by saying, can you at least acknowledge that you are paraphrasing Von Karman, you massive baby?
1: So. Just to clarify, this- were these all in response to his happy Thanksgiving? Yes. No. The first oh, thought lot for Thanksgiving, were okay, right. this
0: was about Jeez. his science versus oh, engineering. Oh, okay. This is, uh, this, is
1: the, this is the world that he inhabits,
0: wow. where yeah. people just want to have a go, and it's also yeah. Twitter. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. But um, in terms of the <laughs> Tesla share price, it was 568 nearly $69 last week. It's 574 so a fractional increase. It hit a high of $602 last weekend. But according to um, an article in the Sydney Morning Herald, Elon has sent uh, an email to Tesla staff um, that warns of the share price uh, being tanked if people don't keep their focus. Tesla chief Elon Musk warned in an internal email his company's rallying shares could get crushed if investors start to worry about the electric car manufacturer's ability to deliver on profit expectations. So this is coming up at the end of the year. Will they build a certain number of cars by the end of the year? Musk Musk urged employees to stay focused on cutting costs and prevent a reversal in Tesla's soaring stock price in an email sent Tuesday, as the California-based company works to meet a target of delivering half a million cars this year. And he said, when looking at our actual profitability, it is very low at around 1% for the past year investors are giving us a lot of credit for future profitability but if at any point they conclude that's not going to happen um that's not going to happen our stock will immediately get crushed like a souffle under a sledgehammer must wow. write in the email so now he's got to know that anything he sends out to staff is going to find its way out into the real world Uh, And he's saying he's worried that people are going to be disappointed potentially um, by a profit uh, announcement that they might make. Very, very interesting.
2: It's interesting, isn't it? Because I would say that Tesla's share price hinges more on the unpredictability of Elon Musk on Twitter than its executives who are probably overworked and incredibly focused as it is. So if Uh, I got that email from, you know, Elon Musk and I worked at Tesla. So I'd be like, oh, geez, you know, all I've been doing for the last 18 months is focusing. Can exactly that. Wind it exactly. back on Twitter and we might be able to keep it stable. You'd be a little
0: Good bit annoyed,
1: point. wouldn't you? You'd be mm-hmm. a little Good, bit point. Annoyed. Good point. Good
0: mm. point. All right. Well, with that um, little slice of madness, we have reached the finish line and I want to say thank you, Crafty.
1: No, thank you, JC.
0: And thank you, Richard. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. And thanks to our chief creativity analyst, head of the Oyster Floating Committee, and Ooh. repercussions advisor, Mr. Pritchard, for his slick work on the buttons and sliders. Unbelievable. Today, he's wearing a T-shirt saying, beauty is in the eye of the beer holder. <laughs>
1: Heated uh, pants mm.
0: and fish flops. What? Mm. Yeah. What are fish flops? It's amazing. Yeah. It's all there. Um, Let us know your thoughts. You can find Cars Guide on Facebook and Instagram or email us at comments at carsguide.com.au. If you're an Apple Podcasts listener, please rate and review us. Remember, you can also watch us on YouTube. And if you are already, make sure you subscribe to the Cars Guide YouTube channel so you can stay on top of all our latest reviews. Go on. before we go, a reminder that tomorrow is used car dealer day. So don't forget to wind your clocks back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I actually thought... Nice um, one.
1: Yeah, no, uh, that's a For a, a second then a, I was thinking... Is
2: it? Is that an internet?